there, this is Brother Mouse, and I'm going to do one of the recommended episodes today on the topic of what kind of gear do you carry. If you saw me on the street and said, empty your pockets, this would be what I physically had on me. As an organizational tool, I'm going to start from my head, and that will kind of help me keep track of the whole process. I almost always have sunglasses with me. Uh, my eyes are light sensitive. I don't know if it's years of staring at monitors or or what, but um, excessive sunlight and even light in restaurants and places like that uh, just hurts my eyes and, and gives me headaches. So uh, I tend to wear sunglasses, uh, which means I have sunglasses with me all the time, which means that I've spent years and years destroying sunglasses, sitting on them, losing them, breaking them, scratching them. Well, a few years ago, I was working for uh, the company that owns Napa, the auto parts people, and uh, we got an employee discount. And I was in the store, one of the stores, and noticed these uh, safety glasses they had, which were tinted. They were very dark. So I looked at them to make sure that they were UV uh, protective as well. I mean, sometimes you can actually get in trouble by wearing dark lenses that are not UV uh, blocking. But yeah, these are. These are uh, impact resistant. They uh, have UV protection, scratch resistant, anti-fog. It was a pretty neat deal, and they look like relatively normal sunglasses. I mean, they might be slightly Matrix looking, you know, like Neo would wear. But, um, but if you saw someone out wearing them, you would not think that they were safety glasses. You would think that person is wearing sunglasses. Uh, my wife borrows them from time to time, um, which indicates how, how normal they look. Uh, these are called crickets, and they're made by SAS Safety. Um, I'm going to put a link to a picture of these glasses in the show notes. Um, the SAS Safety has their own website, but it's hard. They don't make it easy for you to see what these glasses look like. So um, I'm going to have another link in the show notes that will give you an idea what they look like. Um, I'm also going to try to post a picture of everything I took out of my pockets uh, up online somewhere, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. The good news about these glasses is they are nearly indestructible. The cost on these glasses at retail over-the-counter is about five bucks. Um, when I was buying them with my employee discount, it was like three bucks, so I bought it like a dozen of them, and, and so I just have them in boxes in my garage uh, just in case I lose them. But so far, I haven't been able to destroy uh, any of them. They've they've been holding up. I can sit on them or close them in the car door and they're just indestructible. So, Also up in the head area, I normally have a Bluetooth earpiece with me. I don't talk on the phone very much, so that's not actually what it's for. I stream podcast audio across a Bluetooth earpiece um, so that, you know, if I'm in the store or driving, commuting, or working in the house or whatever, um, I multitask by listening to podcasts like Hacker Public Radio, which is how I found you guys. So some of the earpieces have A2DP built in, and so they natively will stream audio from the, the phone. But I am currently using a HTC G1, you'll see here in just a little bit. Android phones can send their normal audio over plain mono Bluetooth earpieces, using uh, little apps. Uh, they're about three bucks a piece. The one I use is called 
Super Mono BT or something like that. Anyhow, you activate it and it just sends all the audio from your phone right over a plain, you know, $10 Bluetooth earpiece. So I do that a lot. And in fact, I automate uh, that process with Tasker, if you heard my earlier Tasker show. I found that the trick to uh, not annoying everyone around you when you're listening to podcasts with a earpiece is to get an earpiece that does not blink when it's in use. Um, for example, the Scala 700, uh, the Jabra 530, which is the one in the picture I'm going to post for you guys. Um, neither one of those blink when they're in use, or at least when streaming. So um, so you can be more discreet and not, not blind people next to you in the grocery store line. If I'm wearing a shirt with a pocket, or a jacket with a pocket, I will have business cards in my pocket. I have two sets of business cards. One of them is for my teaching duties, and one of them is for uh, contact information on my volunteer activities around town. I, I uh, volunteer with the local neighborhood crime watch, and uh, so I'm if I meet people on the street, I hand them one of those cards and it gives them information about how to get involved with Crime Watch and how to contact me if they need me and URL to a dedicated website, that kind of thing. Also, in my shirt pocket, or if I don't have a pocket in the um, button area, I carry generally a mechanical pencil and a pen. Um, I prefer 0.5 millimeter pencils, although they can be a little scratchy. Um, I do have some .7s that I um, have, although I prefer the old Pentel black barreled um, .5. I don't think they're made anymore. If you see the picture online, you'll notice that the ballpoint pen that I have pictured has a piece of fluorescent orange tape on it, and that's because I'm always in the classroom and kids are asking to borrow my pen. And so all my pens that I bring with me into the classroom, um, I mark with fluorescent tape to remind them to give it back to me when they're done. Otherwise, I would go through you know two dozen pens a day. They would just walk out. I would go broke trying to buy pens for the student body. So it helps it helps me get them back. Now at the belt level, things diverge a little bit. I actually have two different sets of everyday carry. Um, one of them is normal, just my normal life. And the other one is when I'm in school buildings. Um, there are things you cannot carry in a school building, and so, at least not in my area. And so I, I tend to have a stripped-down version, and I'll share that with you when we get there. Um, I tend to wear um, plain uh, leather belts, usually kind of a dark brown uh, color, and I wear my... Uh, G1 phone on the belt because it's too big to fit in my pocket um, easily and also I can't get it out when I'm driving so I wear that on my belt in the uh, little leatherette case that's pictured. In my normal life I wear on my right hip which is my strong side, in other words my favorite hand, I wear a, a concealed firearm I'm licensed by the state of Texas to carry concealed weapon, and I do so uh, wherever it's appropriate and legal. So uh, I use a Don Hume slide-type holster on my right side. It's outside the waistband 
holster. Um, and in the holster, I am generally carrying a Taurus PT 111 uh, 9mm subcompact. I have another sidearm which I do not carry as often. I, I use it for a different kind of carry, but I also have a Keltec P11. Very similar in form factor to the PT-111, so all the muscle memory is the same. Uh, I bought the identical style holster for it, only of course it's shaped for the other pistol, um, so they're as much alike as possible. Both of them are quite small, and my hands are average sized, and so my pinky doesn't fit on the grip. Both of them I have put grip extenders on the bottom so that my pinky has a place to go and I carry them in a 10 plus 1 configuration and uh, my defensive round of choice is the Corbon uh, 9mm uh, plus P. I've tried carrying larger sidearms like for example a Ruger uh, P95 but it weighs about twice as much as these small subcompact weapons that are designed for concealed carry. And um, while people think they would like to carry something large, um, in the real world, there's a difference between what you would like to carry and what you're willing to strap on your body every single day when when you're wearing pants. So. Um, that's why I like the very lightweight subcompacts. Obviously, when I'm in a school, I cannot carry concealed, so I do not wear that on my belt when I'm at work in school. Also, on my right side, in normal carry, I have clipped to the inside of my right pocket, which is my strong side, a original model Spyderco Endura pocket knife with the half serrated blade, uh, so the from the tip to about the middle point is a plain blade, and then from about the middle to the back it is uh, serrated. And this has been my favorite knife of all times. I have carried knives since I've probably been, oh gosh, five years old, which was, you know, about 40 years ago. And so I've carried, destroyed, and lost many, many knives. And uh, this Spyderco, which I've had for about 10 years at least has been my favorite carry knife. It's just amazing. The grip is fantastic. The thumb hole allows for easy opening. The uh, locking me mechanism is positive, but it's easy to close when you're ready to do so. The uh, plastic handle uh, is not slippy at all. It holds a decent edge. I dropped it one time and I was opening it and I dropped it point down on concrete and broke the tip off of it and I was sick uh, and then I was at a gun show a few months later and and uh, there was one of those you know three dollars sharpen any knife dudes there and so I gave him my three bucks and I mentioned to him how how mad I was at myself that I had broken the tip off this knife and he goes well um fix that and he put it on the wheel and reground the tip down and you just can't tell that it had ever been damaged. This guy really did a fantastic job. Not to mention the fact that those gun show sharpener dudes make your knife crazy, crazy sharp. So if you ever have a chance to uh, give those guys three or four bucks to sharpen your knife, uh, don't hold back. 
in situations where I know I'll be doing heavy labor or I'll be in a situation where I think people would want to borrow my knife, I swap over to a one of those um, utility knives that uses um, single-edged razor blades, utility blades. Um, the one that I prefer, or the one that I carry right now, is called is the Super Knife brand. I, I think it, it works really, really well. The only thing I don't like about it is that you have to have a small screwdriver to change the blade, and that's annoying. I used to have a super fantastic uh, utility knife. It was one of the first ones that I'd seen on the market, and um, it had a very clever mechanism that you could use uh, just with your thumb to change out the um, the blade, but it was super positive. In other words, you couldn't you couldn't take the blade out accidentally. Um, I lost that one, and it, I don't I don't have any idea where it went. Well, a couple of years ago, I was up at Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, and they had a big five pack of Husky knives, uh, these utility knives, and I bought them. And these things are horrific, horrific. Um, the way that the blade release is is designed, like you can be cutting a box and accidentally trip the blade release and your blade goes flying across the room and go ding, ding, ding across. It's just, it's horrible. I'm going to find all of those and throw them away is how bad they are. But the Super Knife one is decent. It's well made. It can be disassembled. Um, it's just not as amazing as that very first one I saw back in 2005. And of course I can't carry knives in school either, so... Um, on those times when I'm physically in school, um, I don't carry any knife at all. I tend to go pretty easy on my knives, and I um, touch them up when needed with some um, ceramic rods made by, in this case, the Smith's uh, Knife Sharpening Company. The last thing that gets jettisoned when I'm in schools is a Zippo lighter. Um, I've always been fascinated by the, the design of Zippo lighters and uh, pretty much just everything about them. The problem is, is, since I don't smoke, is that I would refill the lighter and within a few weeks it would just be evaporated. The fuel would be evaporated and it would never be ready for me to use. So a few years ago I ran across a um, butane insert. In other words, you take out the guts of your Zippo lighter and you slip in this refillable butane insert. And so you've got a butane lighter uh, in a Zippo case, and it's just fantastic. It works like one of those little torch lighters, you know. <sighs> so it doesn't have all the romance of the uh, naphtha lighter fluid um, guts, but for my purposes, it actually works out better. Before I delve into my pockets, I will tell you that I wear a large, ugly uh, geek watch, a Casio G-Shock, uh, not because I am some kind of you know, wild, adventurous guy, but because I tend to be tough on watches and I've destroyed dozens of them in my life so far. So I finally just went over to the um, Timex Iron Man and to the Casio G-Shock watches, and I have not been able to destroy these yet. So my normal clumsiness and bumping into things and you know, showering with them on or whatever has not affected my timepieces. Uh, in my pockets, then, I want to go uh, front front pockets first. In my front left pocket is my wallet, or what I'm going to call my wallet. It's the stuff I carry, um, cash and cards, bound with one of those bulldog binder clips. It's a plain 
binder clip like you might find in an office supply. Um, it holds together whatever cash I have, um, my driver's license, my concealed carry license, uh, a credit card, my debit card, and an, and an emergency business card for each of the two business cards I was telling you about earlier. So I have one of each in there just in case I forget to carry cards with me elsewhere. Uh, they get beat up in your pocket like that, but anytime I ever have to dis to uh, deploy those, I always say, oh, I, you know, I think I have a an emergency card in my pocket. It's going to be beat up, but you can still read the text, you know, and so um, that way they know that that I normally don't treat business cards that badly. Also in that left front pocket is chapstick. For whatever reason, chapped lips make me nuts. I just can't concentrate if my lips feel dry. So I always have chapstick with me in my pocket. I tend to carry a softer stick in the winter, like uh, Carmex makes a stick. And it's easy to apply that when it gets cold. And in the summer, I usually go to a straight chapstick type, more waxy one, because it doesn't melt in your pocket. Also, in that left pocket, I have something that looks like a chapstick container, if you are looking at my online picture. But it's not. It's a, it's a, a screw-off cap container that holds, you know, a couple of generic Excedrin, some generic Tylenol. Having that little tiny tube of... Uh, analgesics um, has really come in handy. I, I would say that at least once a month I uh, pull something out there either for someone I'm with or for myself. And now if we move to my right front pocket, uh, perhaps the strangest object I carry with me on an everyday carry basis, which is a white eraser. Um, I do a lot of paperwork in school and also in my volunteer duties uh, with the city here doing Crime Watch. And I do most of that in pencil, and I carry uh, one of these white vinyl erasers because they work so well. They just work so much better than those old pink uh, erasers that you might remember from your childhood that there's just no comparison. So uh, the one in the picture was actually broken in half. I loaned it to one of my students, and he promptly broke it in half and returned it later. Um, actually, I didn't even return it. I found it on the table um, after he left. So, uh, at any rate, I only have half of an eraser in my pocket, but they last forever, anyhow. My left rear pocket is usually empty. I reserve that pocket for change. If someone gives me change at a register, I put that in my left rear pocket. So it's normally empty. I normally don't have change in my pocket, but if I do, that's where it is. In my right rear pocket, I carry a handkerchief. Um, I guess this means that I am officially old, but I have found that uh, a handkerchief, and particularly a full-sized one, not a very small one, but like a full-sized handkerchief, is exceptionally useful, not only for blowing your nose, should you need it, but also for uh, you know, making impromptu bandages, or cleaning up spills, or... Um, you know, those full-size ones actually are big enough that you can, you know, do the bandana thing. I mean, you can do like the, you know, old cowboy outlaw if there's a lot of particulate matter in the air that you'd like to um, uh, filter out. You can do that. I would say that almost every single day I find a use for a handkerchief that I found in my back pocket. 
The last thing is uh, my key ring. It's actually split. It's one of those, you know, the kind that you can take apart into two different pieces because I also uh, ride a motorcycle from time to time. And so uh, if I had a bunch of keys wound up, uh, they can drag on the top of the tipple, triple clamp um, and rattle and beat up the paint on the bike. So I have a very small key ring on one end with my bike keys and car key and a couple of other things and the other one has the rest of the crap that you might have on a key ring including a 4 gig uh, flash drive um, I picked 4 because that is the largest of the SD uh, format before it goes to the HC type and it seems to me that m that more older hardware can see the 4 gig rather than larger than 4 gig uh, I use that uh, what's it called Unet Booten is that the name of that utility. Um, I use that utility to make that flash drive bootable uh, depending on when you're catching me. It may be a puppy Linux install, it may be a system rescue disk install, it may be a uh, tiny core. It just depends. I, I would say that puppy is usually what's on there. I have tried a couple of times to make this flash drive multi-bootable to different ISOs. In other words, I would really prefer to be able to go back and forth between, you know, puppy, tiny, core, system rescue, and maybe something larger like a full, you know, Ubuntu or something, you know. Uh, but I haven't been able to make it work so far. Um, I got partially working one time with the system rescue scenario also being able to boot to tiny core and that's as far as I could get the other uh, Linuxes would just blow up so now you know the things that would be physically on my person if you stopped me in the street and said hi there brother mouse I appreciate you listening thanks bye bye thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio HPR is sponsored by caro.net so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.